about a, a subject, shepherds can lead blind sheep. And in the year of the Lord, 2020, where the Lord says, I will be to you, Jehovah Rohi, your shepherd, you have to understand that the shepherd leads from the front most of the times. And so the blind sheep cannot follow the shepherd. And so that's why Jesus went about healing blind eyes. And again, sometimes the shepherd will not lead from the front, but from the back. And from the back, they cannot see him, but he issues signs and signals by sounds. He clips, uh, he, he clicks his fingers, or he makes some sound, or he whistles. I told you on Sunday that sometimes he will climb a tree, maybe watching out for the sandstorm that may be coming, or maybe there's some wolves on the way. And he will issue instructions, and sometimes the instruction will be to crouch. And all the sheep will crouch in the grass so that the, 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 the predators that are coming cannot see them, and they go by, and the sheep are safe. And so when the, when the, when the sheep is sometimes deaf, the, the shepherd can lead that sheep. So not just our eyes need to be healed, our ears need to be healed. I'll take you back to Matthew 13 and verse 14 that I read on Sunday. The message Bible says, I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. But that is a thing of the past. That's no longer who we are in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where can I hear your amen, please? <laughs> so let me spend a little time to tie down, tie up on Sunday. You really have to know the magnitude of the blessing when God enlightens our eyes. It is one thing to be blind. It is another thing to be blindfolded. I'll say that again. To be blindfolded is a kind of blindness. So some people may say, I'm not blind, but you may be blindfolded. Which means your eyes or the tools of seeing are hindered by something. So when it comes to an anointing, the blind see, the blindfolded, the blindfold is removed. Can you say amen? Now it's another thing to be blindsided. To be blindsided means you can see, but you have a blind side to your life. Do, do you agree that we all have a blind side? A part you can't see, somebody else can see. Now, if the enemy is going to try and hit your destiny or hit your finances, your family, he's not going to go to the side where you see clearly. He's going to hit the area where you're blindsided. So when it comes to healing, what God does is he takes away the blind side and gives you 360 degrees vision. And so it is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is blindfolding you? Meaning that you have a capacity that is not effective. To, to The truth is for every one of us, we are all blindfolded in one area or the other. It is the anointing that takes away the blindfold. What are you being blindsided by or in what which area of life could you be blindsided some people are very good when it comes to taking academic or financial decision but their emotional decisions they have a blind side can i get a witness do you know that everybody has a weakness the weakness is your blind side 
And that's where the enemy goes. And there's something about strategy. If a formidable enemy will go to your blind side and so disturb your blind side so much so the effect or the rippling effect of what went wrong your blind side will rubbish every other area of life but that will not be our portion in Jesus name and that's why the Lord is dealing not only with our blindness he's dealing with the being uh, the areas where being blindfolded and be blindsided can somebody say thank you Jesus on Sunday I don't know whether I can't remember whether I told you that Saul was blinded by his need for popularity Saul was chosen as king as many of us has chosen to be champions and be rulers and be uh, successful people but some area of his life he was blinded by his need for popularity with the people and the result is that blindness robbed him of every other good thing he died a shameful death his son died on the same day he lost the kingdom and that was it one area of blindness wrecked everything for him. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Is somebody glad that the Lord is healing our blindness or not? I told you on Sunday, go ahead, just celebrate the Lord. It, it, it's a huge revelation. It means no matter how blessed you are, one area of blindness can wreck every other thing. And the enemy knows that. I'll show you what I call the blindness strategy. It will shock you. Now, Eve was not born. Eve was made by God. Hallelujah. She was, she was not born of a woman, just like Adam. And God lovingly put her in the garden of his love. What more can anybody ask for? But there was something that was wrong with Eve. Eve was blindsided by the appeal of the fruit. The Bible says to her. Her sight was limited to seeing the fruit, the forbidden fruit, as good for food and appealing. So her limited sight is as bad as no sight. She saw two sides of the fruit instead of seeing three sides of the fruit. The fruit had three dimensions. It looked good to eat. It was appealing to the eye. But it was also the termination of destiny. Did you hear me? When you hit a situation, partial sight will mean that you see some of what you see. But it is a part that you don't see that can knock out somebody's life. She saw that it was good to eat. It is true. It was good to... The Bible didn't say it's not. It was appealing. The Bible didn't say it's not. But what she needed to see, the most important thing to see was it was the termination of destiny. She didn't see it. The rest is history. She lost everything. That will not be our portion. When God blesses us, we will not be blindsided by what we need to stay away from. That all the blessing becomes rubbish. That will not be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you that Esau was blindfolded from seeing the value of his birthright. He could see that he was hungry. He could see that his brother was cooking. I'm warning you about something. What you are seeing is not enough. You need to see everything that you need to see. He could see that he was hungry. He could see the food cooking. He could see his brother. He could see that he could ask for the food. But he, the same person, was blindsided from the value of what he needed to trade for the food. And the Bible says, let none be found to be like Esau. Ever again. 
He said, I have rejected Esau and his children for generations. May we not be blindsided by something that will make our children, our children's children, on everything that comes to us, be, be removed from the blessing of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was what happened to Esau. Esau had sight, but he was blindfolded to the value of his birthright. I wonder what it is that you have already that you're not seeing the real value. By the anointing, the scales in your eyes will open and you will see that what you are concentrating on is not what is of great value. What you are ignoring is actually the thing that has real value. That is what the anointing does. It opens our eyes so that we don't shipwreck like these people. How many of you remember the story when Jesus told his disciples to go to the other side? And the Bible says, whilst they were going, a storm arose. Can you bring up the scripture for me very quickly? Matthew 14 from verse 24. Matthew 14 from verse 24. You will see something that's going to shock you. You see, if you don't get your eyes healed, I don't I think it's the worst state to be. And somehow grace has kept us. But I have a feeling anybody that continues to walk blinded, the enemy may deal with the person. Now, Jesus told them to go. Watch this. Just like everything God is doing for you, every instruction, you would imagine that because God said it, everything is going to be fine. The Lord told them. If I go back to verse, let's start from 22. Let's see very quickly what happened. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples, the word is made. He didn't just ask him. He made them get into the boat and to go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Go back to 24 very quickly. 24, 24. But the boat, read with me, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. We will face contrary situations. It doesn't mean the Lord is not with us. Let's go on. Verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night. What was Jesus doing? Jesus did what? He went to what? He went to them. You see when you are on an assignment for the Lord. Things are contrary. The Lord never leaves you stranded. He went to them. He was so much in a hurry. He couldn't wait for a boat. He was walking on the sea. But guess what happened? Verse 26. And when the disciples saw who? Come on now. Saw who? Who is him? Doing what? They were what? Saying what? They saw him. And yet, they said, it is a ghost. Somebody say blindsided. Somebody say bad eyesight. Their solution was working to them. The Bible says they saw him. He didn't say they saw a ghost. What are you seeing? Are you seeing clear enough to call it what it is? Or are you calling it something else because your, passion, your vision is partial? They didn't see him well, obviously. And they called him a ghost. This is Jesus. They, they, they ate with. They slept on the same bed. They went everywhere with. They could not recognize him. May the Lord give us 2020 vision in Jesus' name. How many of you remember that I gave some quotations? It said concerning some men in Isaiah 17, I believe. It says, he will not see prosperity when he's coming. I, I showed you on Sunday. It said, he will not see good when he comes. 
the state of your eyes is so important to your future. And I'm not talking about your eyes that are physical. I'm talking about your spiritual eyes. May the Lord heal our eyes. Now let me talk to you very quickly about the blindness strategy. This is just to wrap up Sunday so that your great your gratitude may be complete and get you ready to receive the anointing for today. There's something called a blindness strategy. Does anybody have a feeling of what I'm talking about? A blindness strategy. Satan uses it. He uses it on, on, on Esau. He uses it on um, Eve. Come on now. He uses it on, what is the other example? And Saul, he used a strategy. And 10 out of 10 times, it wrecked their destiny. Are you there? Can I get your attention? Right from the garden, he used it. Eve. He used it on Esau, the, the son of promise. He used it on Saul, the first king that God appointed. Nobody appointed Saul. It was God that appointed And yet... He knocked him out. Now let me show you that even the Lord uses the blind st- blindness strategy. The strategy is so effective that it terminates every other thing that is good about the person. And that's why you need to really be grateful for the anointing of our eyes. Now multimedia help me. Go to Acts 13. Acts 13. Let's read from verse 8. I'm talking about the blindness strategy. Now from now on what I'm telling you is you will recognize it when Satan wants to use it for you. None of us will be a victim anymore, anymore because we are victors. We are more than conquerors in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, li- listen to this. It says, but Elimas the sorcerer, for so his name, for so his name is translated, he withstood them. The word, he didn't say he was trying to withstand them. He had stopped them. He stopped the ministry of the word. He stopped the ministry of the gospel. He withstood them. He wasn't withstanding them. He withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. The proconsul sent for them to preach to him. He wanted to hear the word of God. But somebody showed up and withstood them with all the anointing. It means that when even you're almost, I mean, they sent for you. The person is half convinced about your project. And something comes up to withstand you. And it is effective. Listen to what happened. When they saw, when Peter saw that this guy was effective, let's see what we do. Verse 9. I know, Saul. Well, let's call him Paul. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, seeing that the vision and the mission was being truncated and being filled with the Holy Spirit looked intently at him verse 10, stay with us up there and said to him, all full of all deceit and all fraud you son of the devil, you enemy of righteousness will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Come on now and now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time and immediately a darkness mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand let's go on then come on now the proconsul what then after the blindness strategy was released 
being withstood was removed out of the way. The vision was accomplished. Victory was obtained. The Bible says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Meaning by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the only way he could win that battle was the blindness strategy. The blindness strategy is so effective, it can knock anybody out. Satan uses from the garden up till today. And the Lord too used the Bible says, being filled with the Holy Spirit, he spoke. The blindness strategy. Every attempt of wickedness to use the blindness strategy upon us and our loved ones, let it fail completely in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not so much an amen because we will see it. We will not we will not walk according to the strategy. It will not work concerning us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Elisha used the blindness strategy against the Syrian army. Second Kings six and verse fifteen. Second Kings six from verse fifteen. Somebody say the blindness strategy. It will not work upon my life. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Situation looks so bad. So he answered him, said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Stay with me. Just go on. Can somebody help me go up there and come on. This thing is not difficult. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, do what? May the Lord open our eyes. You know, when you always see what the enemy is doing and you don't see what God is doing, fear will catch you and you play into the hands of your enemies. He says, I pray that you open his eyes that what? He may see. And the Lord did what? Open the eyes of the young man and what? He saw. And what did he see? He didn't see problem anymore. He saw victory. You will see victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What kind of amen is that? You will see victory in the name of the Lord. And behold, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of what? Not of men, of fire all around Elisha. Let's go on. So the Syrian army, so the Syrians did what? They still came down to him. Listen to me. He saw victory, but the army still came down. You know, sometimes what you see may be real. It's real, but the problem still advances towards him. At this point in time, you need to not fall for the blindness strategy. So they came down to him, and as they were coming, some people would have run. But Elisha prayed to the Lord and said what? Strike this people. What is it now? Strike this people, I pray. Come on now, stay with me. Strike these people. I pray what? Someone say blindness strategy. God used it. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of the Lord. I've given you the New Testament. I'm giving you the Old Testament. The blindness strategy. Let's go on. Now Elisha said to them, this is not the way. Nor is this the city. Follow me and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them where? to Samaria. Go on. 
So it was when they had come to Samaria that the, the Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of this man that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw that they were in the midst of Israel. They were surrounded in Israel. That is the blindness strategy, how effective it is, even against the whole army. May this blindness strategy not work concerning our lives ever again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to pray. I want you to stand. Psalm, one, one, Psalm 13. Just help me put verses 3 and 4 together, I beg you. Psalm 13, verses 3 to 4. We have been anointed, but let us pray the right prayer. There is a strategy. And both heaven and hell uses a strategy. You should be able to use the strategy from today. The strategy should never work against any one of us again in Jesus' name. The psalmist prayed this prayer. It says, consider and hear me. Why don't you read with me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Let those who trouble me rejoice when I'm moved or removed. Say that prayer very quickly. Lord, uh, enlighten my eyes so that I don't sleep the sleep of death. Let not the enemies of my destiny, the enemies of my prosperity and the enemies of my ministry and my progress say with glee that they have prevailed against me. Don't let those who trouble me rejoice when I'm moved or removed from position or from life or from wealth or from well-being. The word moved means removed. Any good place that you are, we will not be removed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Enlighten my eyes so that this blindness strategy will not make me sleep the sleep of death. Enlighten my eyes, oh God. So that by this blindness strategy, my enemy will not prevail against me. I will not be able to rejoice that I have been removed from the position and the good things that God has blessed me with. Pray this prayer. It is a timely prayer. The sleep of death means slow death. Slow but certain extinguishing. Not just life. It may be marriage. Just die gradually. It may be health, it may be children, it may be well-being. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Open my eyes, O oh God. Give me sight and clear sight. Restore my ability to see everything that I ought to see. And how I need to see it, not just how the enemy wants me to see it. Give me 2020 spiritual vision, O oh God. So that my rejoicing may not end in slow death. Let the wicked strategy, blindness strategy, not cause the enemies of my destiny to prevail against me. Let it not be that they will be able, those that trouble my, my joy and my peace, uh, uh, be able to rejoice that I have been removed. Multimedia, help me change that scripture to Psalm 18, verses 28 to 29, very quickly. Psalm 18, verses 28 to 29. We're still praying. Put 28 and 29 together. Hurry up, please. 
I need someone to help me up there. It says, for you, O Lord, will light my lamp. The Lord will enlighten my what? My darkness. Which means any area that the darkness strategy has been working, Lord, put it to shame in my life. The Lord will enlighten my darkness so that by God's strength, my situation will change. I can now run against the troop. So my situation will change. I can now leap over every obstacle, every barricade that was keeping me from achieving what I want to achieve. May the Lord enlighten whatever darkness, whatever darkness strategy has been employed by the enemies within and the enemies without. The enemies that are human, the enemies that are spiritual, the enemies that are coming from hell, and the enemies that's coming from my family that no blindness strategy will no will work any longer concerning me so that I can run against everything that held me out of my blessing so that I can leap over every wall every mountain that the enemy has used to stop me before can you pray that prayer it is a prayer of somebody that understands the importance of eyes that see that see clearly Father, hear us, O God. At this time, we need you to hear us and do what only God can do. That the ministry of healing by the anointing of our eyes will be complete so that the enemy will not rejoice over us. So that what has held us out, we can run through it. We can run right through it. So that what has kept us back, we can leap over it. Because the, 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 the darkness strategy is no longer effective concerning us. Father, let it be so. Even so, at this time that we have been anointed, let the total benefit of being healed in our eyes become our daily experience. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. And so it is in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Help me touch two or three people. Say, so it is with you also in the name of Jesus. The darkness strategy will not work concerning you anymore. The Lord has enlightened your darkness. Your enemy will not rejoice over you. Oh, they will not prevail against you. You will not sleep the sleep of death. The Lord has enlightened your eyes. The Lord has enlightened the, the eyes of your understanding. We give God all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Why don't you show the Lord some appreciation? We have victory over every darkness strategy in our lives. Glory to God. You may be seated. I want to go on to our ears. Are you glad you're in church today? Have you seen the darkness strategy? How it is so effective. It takes out a whole army. And you are just one man. You've seen how Paul used it. You've seen how Elisha used it. Not only are we going to see very well, we too will use it to stop any nonsense that's going on in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 13 verse 14, I go back to you, the message Bible. It says, I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again, the message Bible says. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. It ought not to be so. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. No, 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 that cannot work. God is set to anoint not just our eyes, but also our ears in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Listen, listen, child of God. Listen to Hebrews 5 verse 11. I want the amplified version of the Bible. Hebrews 5 and verse 11. Because an anointing that is not based on understanding may not be so effective. The amplified version says, Concerning this, we have much to say, which is hard to explain. But listen to this. Bipa says, Since you have become dull in your spiritual hearing, He says, some things cannot happen. There can be no future. There can be no going forward. There can be no breakthrough. Since you have become what? Dull in your spiritual, spiritual hearing. And sluggish, even slothful in achieving what? Spiritual insight. I told you sight is not enough. You need to have insight. The days of Dullness in our spiritual hearing is terminated by the anointing today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the days of sluggish, even slothful, um, slothfulness in our spiritual insight will, will be totally destroyed concerning our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I, you can bring up my slide. I speak to you on the same subject, shepherds can lead deaf sheep. On Sunday, I spoke up, shepherds can lead blind sheep. But they can lead the deaf sheep, for instance, in darkness. A shepherd remains a shepherd even in darkness. He whistles. He makes sounds. So when the sheep is deaf, the sheep is vulnerable. The scripture up on the screen is Isaiah 43. Listen carefully. Verses 8, 7 to 8, the New Living Translation. Somebody ought to be glad. Because God opened me to see the things. I never learned it. He had to reveal it to me. He says, bring all who claim me as their God. He said, bring them. For I have made them for my glory. It is I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind. Bring out those who have ears but are deaf. And that's what the enemy has used to truncate the blessings that God has in store for us. To literally slow our progress down to a crawl. And almost bring us to our knees in struggle and frustration. But that is totally destroyed by the anointing in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is not effective concerning us anymore in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you look at the young lady there, blindfolded. When you're blindfolded, it doesn't matter that you have eyes. Look at the young man. He even has glasses. So maybe the glasses are supposed to help him. But he's deaf. Sometimes you can't see the shepherd, but you ought to hear him. And there are some terrains that you go through in life that might cause visibility to be poor. And the shepherd is not hindered because he can communicate with the sheep. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They not only hear this, you hear clearly. I give you an example. The Bible says when the trumpet is sounded and the note of the trumpet is not specific, is not distinct. People will not know where to, when to go to war. So you can hear, but if you are not hearing accurately, when you should be running, you'll be sitting. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Very interesting, Isaiah 35. Switch the scriptures quickly for me. Isaiah 35 and verse 5. But I want the New Living Translation. Hurry up. Isaiah 35 and verse 5, the New Living Translation. I wish I could get some speed here. The New Living Translation. It says, and when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind. Oh, I wish somebody would say amen and amen. 
And now that just puts a smile on my face. And when he comes and he has arrived, <laughs> he will open the eyes of the blind. And when he comes, he will unplug the ears of the deaf. Oh, somebody say glory be to God. I said glory be to God. You see, the Lord has arrived in another way. He has arrived by opening my understanding and releasing me to you. That the days of the blindness strategy working in your family are over. In the days of confusion when you don't know what, what the instruction is and so you cannot triumph, you cannot break through. Those days are terminated in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to show you something quickly as we remain in the New Living Translation. Multimedia, take us to Mark chapter number 7. You can see I'm working hard. You can, you can tell that I am passionate about it. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. It's a make or break situation. It's a life and death situation. Please don't, don't make any mistake on being distracted. It is around foolishness. It, it even means that the darkness strategy is already at work if you're distracted at a time like this. Uh -huh. From verse 32. From verse 32. A deaf man. Somebody say deaf man. Say a deaf man. He was identified not by his name. By the ailment that truncated his destiny. He saw that that is what he was recognized by. That was what predetermined the description of this man. May what is wrong not be so much bigger than us that it becomes the nomenclature that scripture identifies us by. A deaf man, no name. The deafness had eradicated and eroded his ancestry, his name, his, his, it was, it was his total identity. A deaf man, Abba. With also a speech impediment had to be brought to Jesus. You are being brought to Jesus today. So that you will not be defined by your problems in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the people begged Jesus. They had to. They knew that everything had fallen apart in the life of this man. It is a terrible place to be. And they begged Jesus. And I'm almost begging people to come to church. I'm always begging people to even listen for God's sake. Haven't you struggled enough? Haven't you lost enough battles? And begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. And Jesus led him away from the crowd. So that they could be alone. Oh God, when your problem is deep. When a doctor calls you, you say, let everybody go out. If a doctor wants to announce something to you and say, everybody go out. It's a serious thing. That's what happened. He was. He took him out alone. And he put his fingers in the man's ears. Nothing happened. Then spitting on his own fingers. He touched the man's tongue. Nothing still happened. Looking up to heaven, he sighed. Someone say he sighed. When an old man sighs, when he has your problem, what does that mean? Come on now. I want to hear you. It's a serious situation. He sighed. Hey. And then he said. Epafta. Oh, how do you pronounce that? Epafta. 
which means be open. May everything that was close and limited us and make us victims that cause our enemies to triumph over us and to rejoice over our problems, may they be opened. Bible says instantly the man could hear what? You better say it. The man could do what? He could hear perfectly. You're talking about yourself. The man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so that he could speak plainly. And so shall it be concerning you and I in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to verse 37. And they were completely what? Amazed. And they said what? Again and again and again and again. What did they say? Everything he does is wonderful in my life. I said everything Jesus does will be wonderful in my life. Listen to this. What they saw. They said again and again. He even. That is not good English ordinarily. They should say he makes the deaf to hear. But they said he even. Meaning that this one is a senior miracle. We have seen miracles. But the destiny that was locked down. The destiny that was disrupted. The destiny that was broken and shattered. They saw the destiny come back to life. And so they said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. Listen, this is what they will say about your life. You better say amen. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. Can you say the right kind of amen? Now, before we go to the anointing, give me... The message translation of verse 34. Why didn't you put 34 and 35 together? Message translation. I want you to say something. If you are listening, your faith will be so high now. To see that something incredibly wonderful is about to happen in your life. The Bible says, then Jesus looked up in prayer. He put a finger into his ears. Nothing happened. He touched the tongue. Nothing happened. He spat on his hand and touched a man's song. Nothing happened. Then he looked up in prayer and groaned mightily. And then he commanded a pastor. Open up. That's the same thing he said to Lazarus. Lazarus, come out. So when I hear the song, channels of my spirit, oh, you see, I know this scripture. So it means a lot more to me. Some of you have been singing that song carelessly. The Lord said, this suffering is enough. Somebody today, the womb will be open. The door will be open. The door of prosperity, the opportunity will be open. Marriage, the door to happily ever after will be open. He said, open up. I beg you, jump on your feet and read the next three words for me. Open up and it happened. You're talking about your life. And it happens. Open up and... No, no, no. I need to forget about this thing. I need to go home if you cannot say it. And the Lord says, a pastor, open up and it happened. You're talking about your situation. You're talking about your family. And it 
I give you one last chance. It is up to you. A prophet, open up, and it happened. The Bible says the man's hearing was clear. Your road is about to become clear. As a matter of fact, no, no, no. Your road is now clear. The road to prosperity, the road to destiny, the road to happily ever after, the road to your celebration, to your joy. The Bible says the man's hearing was clear and his speech, listen to this, and his speech plain, just. You don't understand what it means when even the scripture says just like that. It means that kobe koru kofa. It means he didn't have to do anything more. May this scripture come to life concerning you and you and I just like that. Say the right kind of amen to that. I said, say the right kind of amen to just like that. You don't understand. Just like that means you didn't have to do anything differently. Just like that means you don't even know how it happened. Just like that means in the twinkling of an eye. Can I hear you say, just like that. And say amen to your own prayer. This happened to the man. Because Jesus intervened. And Jesus is intervening in your own situation by sending me. Believe the Lord, you shall be established. Believe the servant, you shall prosper. I want you to remain standing and hear me. When the time comes, I'm going to ask for some orderliness. People will come from here. I'm going to have one pastor on this side. One pastor on this side. You're going to take my oil. I'm going to put my two fingers. I'm going to anoint your eyes. And your ears. Don't get distracted. That's the blindness strategy. I'm going to anoint your eyes and your ears very quickly and you continue. If you like, pray. If you don't like. Me, if I were you, if I was not the pastor, as I'm coming here, that scripture we just read, eh? I would just come say, Lord, as it happened for this man, that everything became clear. Me too, I'm going. As I go to the altar, I'm looking at this ark. The ark of covenant, it will work for me. My own too will be just like that. Are you there? Are you there? Don't let anybody disturb you. I'm lending myself to you. Whatever it takes, I'm going to finish this service. And your testimony will make me have a party. Isaiah 30. Help me please. The New Living Translation. Isaiah 30 verses, verse 21. The New Living Translation. It says, hear me. Your own ears. It didn't say your ears. Listen to the words. There are some emphasis that should catch your attention. Your what? Your own. Which means etiemelo. When a Yoruba man says etiemelo, he's not talking about only the two. The two outside and the two inside. He said your own ears will hear him. I don't need to tell you who the person is. That's the Lord. The Jehovah Rohi. 
right behind you. When the door of opportunity opens, you will not make a mistake because your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, and the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. It says, this is the way you should go. Not which, take any way you like. You will hear the specifics. Can you say amen? I am, I am totally in the spirit realm. I'm not playing at all. You will right behind you. It didn't say behind you. Right behind you. Your own ears will hear him. His voice will say, particular instruction that will change your life from struggle to prosperity. This is the way you should go. Hey. If you have been going left or to the right, that day you will hear the particular the word right or left means before you used to vacillate. You used to do trial and error. But in that day, there was a day in my, the history of my family, there was a day. The day was actually my birthday. I think I was 46 years old that day. And my wife, that you all know, had not born me a child and she was tired. As people were bringing cake, doing everything, I kept hearing, go upstairs. Tell them to go to their house. He said, call your wife. I said, today is the end of this problem. I said, kneel down. I don't want to hear anything from you. I was not polite. He said, kneel down. Hold my hand. I heard a voice say, pray the prayer that whatever you want to give me, Father, give it to my wife as a present and it was specific a baby boy not a child I said no doubt I am telling you I heard the voice I prayed the prayer exactly nine months less three days a baby came from a womb that the doctors declared as barren they don't understand it no ovulation how is their conception I don't know that is what it means just like that exactly nine months and it was nine months less three days because it was a CS if it was ordinary birth I'm sure you were born November 25 or 26 it was a CS your own ears put your hand there say my own ears in the days of my opportunity when my time comes, I will not miss my time. Isaiah said, he will not see good when he comes. That will not be my posture. My eyes have been anointed. Now my ears must be anointed. My own ears will hear him right behind me. The voice will say, this is the way you should go. Hey, the way to victory. The way to breakthrough. The way to a change for better. The way to move from story to making, to making headline news. To move from story even to glory. Let me show me verse 23. 
Go show me verse 23. I'm, I'm done. We're going to annoy them. It says, when that happens, listen, then the Lord will bless you with rain at planting time. You don't understand. Planting is not equal to harvest. It is the rain that causes the seed to grow. And it is the latter rain that causes the, what was grown to mature and to ripen. It says, then the Lord will bless you with rain at the planting time. Which means your effort this time will not be in vain. There will be what? Look at the word again. It says everything it does is wonderful. There will be what? Wonderful. No, harvest. Or harvest. Do you want harvest or harvest? So say a harvest of amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. There will be wonderful harvest. And plenty of pasture land. For your livestock, say amen. The Bible said, and when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind. Isaiah 35 and verse 5. And he will unplug the ears of the deaf when he comes. If you believe the Lord has come, I just want Pastor Steve, Pastor Tefia, come quickly. I just want you to be obedient and orderly. When you get here, stop. When you get here, stop. The line can go down. When I dip my hands and I look at you, then come forward. Because I need speed. Can I tell you something? My hands are blessed. And the oil is super blessed. I have brought the ark from the Holy Land. I am telling you, this is not ordinary. Ah, the scriptures I've given you, go back to them. Many of them, I never paid attention to them before. It is pure revelation. May your testimony teach everybody a lesson in how great God is. I don't think you heard me. May your testimony teach everybody how great God is. Who am I prophesying? Let your amen be the loudest. Father, thank you because the anointing continues. The oil is anointed to destroy the 